Hello? Hello. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting and her panel of guests are ready to give you some insight on growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. It's never too late to grow into your best self. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University. Let's pick up the line with Wanda Ellett with Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Elliott at Rider University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are broadcasting in the Bronx all-new digital broadcast studio. Your Career is Calling is a uh, first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of May Inc. And behind the glass today is producing our show is Ryder University's intern, Eileen W. Yay, Eileen. And today I have a very intriguing, very interesting renaissance man. I have uh, Sven Erlinson, and he is, you'll know him uh, possibly from his Instagram and TikTok and his uh, social media presence as Badass Consulting. Are you there, Sven? I am one. Oh, no, badass Counseling. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. Badass. <laughs> I'm actually nervous and I'm excited to have you on the show with me today. Uh, I just think you're, you know, you've done so much and, and I'm excited about today. And, and if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, I've been doing the show for about eight years now. And initially when I started doing the show, we would do the traditional topics of managing your career. We would do the interviewing networking, resumes, all that other stuff. And a couple of years ago, we started to do stories. And we had guests come on each week and talk about a high level topic, such as uh, what was your biggest career lesson? Uh, what was your biggest career obstacle? Uh, last year, what was your superpower? What's your superpower and how do you share that gift with the world? And this year it's being your best self and bringing your best self every day and being better than yesterday. And especially after the pandemic, you know, we feel that this is an important and powerful story to hear because we were all level set by, by the events of uh, 2020 and even into today. So uh, let's get to, oh, let me tell you a little bit more about Sven. Hold on, I have uh, his bio. Sven Erlinson is the author of six books, including his uh, very first from 1999, Spiritual But Not Religious. Uh, Wikipedia cites Mr. Erlinson as the very first author to both name and delineate the spiritual but not religious movement in America, long before that phrase became part of any American parlance. The movement has since become the largest religious movement in American history. And he's done that and more. I believe, you know, if you start to get to know him and start following him, you'll learn he is a true Renaissance man. So let's get to it, Sven. And uh, if you would share a little bit more about yourself. Sure, and, Wanda. You know, and sure. how like the pandemic was for you and how last year was. And we'll Absolutely. Absolutely. And before I do, I, I do want to say you've been doing this podcast for nearly 10 years, Wanda, long before podcasts became the big thing. And I am 
mad respect for that, truly. And so for me, it's a, it's an honor to be on your show. I thank um, you. Yeah. No, I mean that very sincerely. And and I have heard uh, previous uh, episodes of your show, and it's it's terrific. I love what you're doing. Um, you. Yeah, you bet. This uh, couple of things. First of all, you asked sort of two questions there a little bit about what, what I'm doing presently, and then also you know the impact of COVID. Why don't I start with sort of what I do? Um, I have a um, C-suite counseling practice in Manhattan. Um, and also in Fairfield County of Connecticut. I've moved out my actual office out of Manhattan for obvious reasons during COVID. There's no point in having physical space when I can't use it, but I still have many clients there and so forth. The bulk of my work at this stage of, of sort of my career at times, they're 22 year old kid who doesn't want to get off the couch, uh, the marriages and so forth came to me and you know said, Basically, Sven, as you know, I've never really liked you. No <laughs> which, way! You're, no, 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 back then I was, I was, you know. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> which you're always waiting for the next part of the sentence when somebody starts it that way. And he, you know, and he, I said, yeah, that's true. And he said, but, um, and, and he was a, a very, very, very heavy hitter um, in uh, finance, New York City, and connected in politics and so forth. And he said, but I have a friend who needs what you have. Sven, you have a talent. I don't like you, but you have a talent. You're extremely wow. good at one. And so he said, would you be willing to talk to this guy? And back then I was just finishing up seminary. Uh, I was preparing to be a Lutheran pastor. Um, and I met with him and so forth and, uh, and was fortunate enough to have uh, quite a bit of success with that gentleman uh, in really helping him find himself that he had reached um, some the heights of his career and discovered that all that he had bought into in terms of the notion that titles and more money and more successes and so forth, more, more, more would fill that hole inside. We're all sort of sold that. Um, yeah. And I'm not necessarily opposed to any of those things, but what he discovered was that he was unfulfilled and he needed to know why. And so uh, it sort of helped him turn his whole life around and his perspective on life, et cetera. And then, you know, two years later, he happened to recommend me to a friend that led to, and so over the course of the next, you know, uh, 10, 15 years, that just sort of grew accidentally while I was simultaneously a, uh, a Lutheran pastor. And I had written my first book by that time. And then the 2000s, more books um, on after that first book of spiritual, but not religious. I was, I, I'm the son of a pastor and my mother was a longtime uh, director of education and ended her career uh, teaching at the largest Lutheran seminary in the world. Wow. And so, so, and four of my uncles were clergy and one was a missionary in Ecuador. So I come from a, 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 an ethos of service of, uh, and it was never hammered into um, my five siblings and myself. It was just lived. And, now, where do you fit in? You fit in the, I'm, I'm, the I'm six. The baby? I'm number six. Yes. Yeah. And, and all five of them. My older brothers would definitely tell you I'm definitely the baby. Um, I, although, and a big baby. <laughs> uh, I must say, one of my brothers is actually a girl, but she, I consider one of my brothers because she's just, she's always been basically a guy. So, uh, and in the mix and so forth. So that's, that's just sort of shorthand. Uh, but I'm not forgetting you, Carla, if you're listening. Um, anyway, so uh, service, this whole idea of service um, was very much something that I grasped onto. So, but I saw that where like religion was going. Like as far as being with service, like a challenge is, you know, and even like, you know, looking over your books and stuff, how do you stop from like, if you can help others, like not getting sucked in too? Well, and, and that's actually a great point. And so many in 
not just in the service industry, but, I, you know, the young kids that I work with um, who you see this exact same thing really on social media in, in a different form. It's not that these kids are in there serving per se, but maybe they're putting something out there. Maybe they're putting their music out there, maybe whatever it is. And then there'll be the critics, there'll be the naysayers and it'll really knock them, knock them down. And they'll be engaged in these online brawls or they'll just be taking blows from the critics. And so what I have to do is precisely the same thing they have to do. They have to have mechanisms in place when you're 18, when you're 20, when you're 22, when you're 32, when you're 42. We have to have mechanisms in place. What's that? Even when you're 92. Absolutely. And my mother is 92. and, (laughs) And we talk about it. That you have to have mechanisms in place for releasing the pain. And, and so in my case, you know, I am, a, you know, to, to quote that, uh, that great movie, it was one of the Bourne movies, I believe. I'm a sin eater, basically. I am taking other people's pain that is generally a result of, you know, incidents and experiences. And I'm taking that and I have to have mechanisms in place and I have to protect those mechanisms in order to get that pain out of me and the emotion that goes with it out of me. Just as somebody with an online presence or somebody putting out their art or somebody pursuing a dream has to have mechanisms in place inside of themselves to release that pain. They have to have discipline, spiritual disciplines, I call them, for getting that pain out. Otherwise, that will corrupt their endeavor. They're trying to bring their message, their music, their dance, their art, whatever it might be to the world. Um, And so that's actually an excellent question, Wanda. And and so anyway, throughout the course of my career, there are a lot of critics and as you know, top level artists oftentimes don't read the reviews. They don't read the critics because they're, protect- they're protecting their space, sure. their inner space, because they know their art is too important to get caught up in all of that. And you know, I don't know if my art, if you want to call it that, is that important, but I have to protect myself because this is the love of my life. My work in, in helping others in the small way that I can, it's, it's the grand joy of my life. And I know that when I don't get enough alone time, or if I put in too many hours, or if I'm not getting my workouts or just time sitting with my face in the sun, that my energy bleeds. And then I'm pouring into other people's love cup with an empty cup. And that's, that's how we become bitter. Um, so anyway, just to sort of summarize the thought that that's what I do with my time now. I've gotten out of ministry. I actually got kicked out of ministry three times for my books uh, for my stand on really? gay rights, yeah, for my stand on gay rights uh, back then, before the church sort of changed its stance to be more pro-gay, I was very, very pro-gay. And as a straight man, and I went to school, graduate school in Berkeley, most of it, the other half in Minnesota. And uh, so between my books, my stance on gay rights, and then my generally annoying personality, uh, yeah, I got kicked out three times. And uh, eventually, you start listening to the universe. And, then, and uh, so I got out and I feel like I have to tell you, like so much of what you say, so much of like anything that I've looked at your stuff, like I just feel like even as you're talking now, it's like I just feel like so many me too moments, you know, like and not mm. me too in the me too movement. Right. Thing, no, I understand. But me too, like, you know what I mean? And it was just like so like even persevering through like you know, and I, I have a feeling I'm going to want to have you back because I got to hear this story or I want to know offline. Like, sure, sure, sure. Out, you know, because I, I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, like figuring out like where you fit in and and even I think everybody had to have that that question. That was a question that came up for I, I, I would I would imagine everyone in the world had that question, like, where do I fit in or how do I fit in? Absolutely. During the last year, at one point, one day, one moment. 
uh, looking at who's sitting around the table, even if it's just your kids climbing on to you or whatever, mm-hmm. your dolls or your beds, or your cat, you know, like who's with you, who's around yeah. your table. Uh, and I, I think that that's all powerful stuff. And, and like you're saying, having those mechanisms to be healthy, to make healthy choices, yes. to do things. It's, 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 it's so important, you know, and, and regarding that, the point that you made, that was an excellent point, this notion of, uh, resonating with another person's experience, the me too sort of thing. Uh, William James, who was a professor at Harvard back in the early part of the 20th century, he's sort of recognized as the, I'm, uh, as the American um, father of psychology to, insofar as what American contributed to the field of psychology. And I know nothing about psychology, but I know him and I know he, he said one thing, and it's a very simple little quote on this idea of our experiences resonating with someone else or someone else's experiences and words resonating with me, like, like a, um, a string resonates inside a piano. And it creates that hum and it creates that feel inside. He said, that which is most personal is most universal. And wow. so, the D, yeah. And so, think about it. This is how someone can go to uh, a Springsteen concert. All right. And you're a New Jersey uh, woman. I'm and Jersey so, girl. <laughs> right on. And so, the, the Springsteen reference, but how someone can go to a Springsteen concert and have a spiritual experience because it's, and it's not just the, the sounds coming out of the instruments and the voices, but the words, those words, or how the a poet, or a dancer or a painter or someone, a great business person who has created this just marvelous thing. How when we go to the depths, the true depths of our soul, where our true originality sources from, we're speaking our deepest truths. And when we do that, there is a universal resonation. That's why art can so grip us because it speaks to the very depths of who we are. So that was a, that was a brilliant point on your part that, that different people resonate uh, with each other. And then on to your other point of COVID, you know, it's fascinating that you bring up the point that you bring up of people trying to find a home and, and connection. And who am I amid this just horrific experience? Yeah. And I tell you what, if there's one thing I've seen from COVID in my work of being inside people's most intimate parts of their life is that COVID and, and I shoot me dead for saying it, but COVID has been a blessing, a tragic, a tragic blessing because it is forced, especially in the folks that I work with the high speed, you know, uh, high trajectory people. It's been a, a curse and a blessing, a curse insofar as they've had to slow down or stop. And they've seen that as a, this just horrible experience, not just because, gee, I had this dream or I had this thing and I was building it. And now everything's thrown into shambles, but because when you can no longer run and are forced to stop, very often we've spent our lives running because we're avoiding that tidal wave that is just five feet behind us, the tidal wave of all our past experiences and all of our feelings yeah. and all of the pain. And we run and we run and run. And when you're forced to stop, that tidal wave crashes over you and you're forced to deal with this stuff. Do you know how many marriages I have dealt with in the last year where people were finally forced to address something that they'd sort of been able to avoid? How many people have had to have been forced been to deal? They white elephant in the living room. Well, that exactly. white elephant was in the living room. That's right. It was, part, it was a family member. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> and when you're forced to finally address it, and if you go deep enough, which is what I do, it's, it's taking them deep into it, finding the roots of this pain, this sorrow, the fears, 
once you go into it, it and go truly into it, my, as my mother, 92-year-old mother who did, who was a spiritual counselor for six, seven decades, six decades. I hate Wait, wait, you say this point and then we got to go because like Eileen's having you got a it. <laughs> you got it. it. It's simply this. It's simply this. My mom would always say naming the beast is half the problem. And wow. so when you go in and you actually give it a name, like just as a doctor gives a name to a list of diseases and all of a sudden it has the effect of defanging that beast. And so COVID has been a blessing in so many ways for so many people. And one last thing I'm going to say on that is all I could think of sometimes when people say slow down, all I could think of is that taxi bit with, uh, I can't think of the guy's name where he was like, he's taking the driver's test and he's like, what does a yellow light mean? And he, you know, everybody else is standing there with him, you know, they're at the, you, yeah. know, trying to, you know, covert. And uh-huh. they're like, the one guy says, slow down. So then the guy says, what? Does a yellow <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like slow down so he's like even slower and slower until he finally and then he finally gets it and then the other guy judd hirsch is like slow down like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's you know and it's like that's what maybe makes me think of covid is that little that's bit great. you know that's great but anyway eileen's having a heart attack over here you are listening to your career's calling this is with Spender Linson, and we are live in the Bronx all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com and Spend he's a true renaissance man he's a badass counseling on social media and has been sharing some great insight into um, digging deep in in COVID and uh, we'll be right back after a short break this is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellis in the Bronx all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronx.com. And today I'm here. I'm just really honored. I'm just uh, over the moon. I, I'm having a nice time with, with Sven Erlinson and, Erlinson, and he's uh, been sharing some great insight into uh, his experience. Well, we're starting to get into his experience during the pandemic. Uh, we got into a little bit of his background. He's he's a true renaissance man. And um, you can find him as badass counseling on his social media uh, presence. So in the first part of the show, we started to talk about a little bit of, bit of I know we only did a little bit of your background, you know, because there's so much to it in, right. in, in preparing for today. You know, you started to say that you were uh, a Lutheran pastor um, and you started doing some like you got your basis for doing the counseling that you're doing today back years ago. You know, when you were preparing to be a, a pastor and, um, you know, I, there's so much that I want to cover to it's so okay. have to have you back, you know, and talk about, you know, sure. how, like how you picked yourself up from, you know, making the transition into so many different things that you did. And, um, you know, where we left it and during the break, right before the break was, if you could repeat your mom's uh, mm-hmm. adage about, you know, if you're in you pain, bet, you bet. 
Yeah. If, if, you go to the, if you go to the doctor and you have a list of symptoms and gee, my knee has been tweaking doc and my gums hurt and I can't figure it out, but my fingernails have been falling off a little more quickly or they're, they're not as firm. And the doctor says, oh, well, those symptoms are X and names the, the problem and prescribes whatever and sends you on your way that prior to talking with the doctor, I'm all, I'm a bundle of nerves. I'm nervous. I don't know what this is. I, I, my fears come up. But when I talk to someone who knows what he's doing or what she's doing, the doctor, she'll prescribe whatever. And, but by naming it, it loses its power over us. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's the same way. And it gives us a, a way to, to heal it, to fix it, if you will. And so, yes, that was something my mother always said, naming the beast is half the problem. And what's interesting, um, I heard your lead in there and uh, the, the, what I do in the counseling, whether it's for C-suite people or for you know uh, regular folks who aren't presidents of companies, is goes way back much further than my training. Both of my parents did this for a living. They were both uh, spiritual counselors for a living. And what's interesting is by the time I hit 13 or 14 years old, all five of my older siblings are gone from the house. So what used to be eight people around the dinner table was now three. And um, I, I think in my earlier years, I think my mom always wanted a second girl. And so this is back in the 60s, uh, <laughs> late 60s, early 70s. So she raised me. I, I used, she taught me how to sew and how to iron and how to cook meals and, and especially gardening. My parents were avid gardeners. They'd grown up on quite large farms during the depression yeah. and world war two, but me my too. point is, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and so my point is, so we're around the dinner table and mom made it her task to now teach me the deliberate to deliberately teach me counseling techniques. So dad would be talking mom would interrupt and say, okay, Sven, what was the main point of what he just said? And would you respond with an active or a passive listening technique? Or would this be a time where it'd be better to be silent? Or, you know, and, and she's teaching me these things and she's teaching me all of her theories. I'm 13 years old. For what possible <laughs> reason? Now it could have been that she was sort of subliminally saying, Sven, you're a horrific listener. You need to learn this stuff. Um, but she also started me journaling when I was about 13 as a mechanism for beginning to get out my own stuff. You know, I could journal about the trees and the flowers if I wanted, but to get my own pain and, and hurt and sadness out of me. And so I was, it's, it's like being the kid of Bill Gates, growing up in Bill Gates' homes. You're probably going to know a thing or two about computers. So growing up with them, um, I never, ever thought I would go into counseling. I actually, after high school, I uh, went to the U.S. Air Force Academy. I was going to be a fighter pilot. And, and so one thing led to another, then ministry and so on and so forth. So then flat, fast forward to sort of where, what I had mentioned before, you know, finishing seminary and then getting kicked out of ministry a few times. And then I finally left uh, ministry and I was an NCAA strength coach sort of in the interim. And I was, you know, the counseling practice was growing some, and I was writing at that point, probably my third or fourth book. And all of them were, were books about where spirituality intersects society. So the first one was spiritual, not religious. Then there was spirituality and religion or spirituality and politics, spirituality and athletics and so forth under different titles. And I think at the time you were writing these books, it was just, you know, it's interesting because I think about the backdrop of what was going on in the world and what was happening. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's very powerful that you put these things out there. And even, you know, I perused some of your books. I didn't read them all, but I started to be like, sorry, you know, I'll be honest. Right? No, I get it. I get it. But I perused through them and, um, you know, I, I, it's fascinating. And even, you know, glancing through your books and even like some of the meat of them. And, it, you know, I, I, I kudos to you 
for, for going out there and putting yourself out there um, and talk about being open to criticism and, yeah. and really being challenged. You know, it, what I what I think is powerful is that, you know, it really, uh, you know, I echo, I, I would say anything I've heard to date so far, I really echo your sentiment and, and I, I give you a big amen on it. Um, yep, me too, me too, me too. And, and it really sings to me. And, um, but I think, you know, also knowing how I've been challenged in some of my thoughts and some of my beliefs, and especially with some of your religious beliefs, I, I, that's powerful stuff. So kudos to you. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about like a little bit more too about your books, because I think that they're, um, they're all like they all, and it's interesting if you want to go through the list or something and uh, talk about it a little bit too, because, and the impact you've had with some people uh, that, well, that would well, there were there were ones that, you know, there was Badass Jesus and there was um, uh, Rescuing God from Christianity and there was, um, oh gosh, they all become a jumble. But, and, and during that time also, I, I took two and a half years where I gave up literally all of my life possessions, drained my bank account, and I went and not only worked with, but lived among the homeless, sleeping on concrete yeah, every, every night for two and a half years. Like how, why, how'd that happen? Um, I honestly, it's kind of a dopey reason, but, uh, but I felt called. You have to understand um, service. It's just that there's, there's joy in service. And I was very much taught, my, my father walked away from extreme affluence. The family farm was extreme affluence. And he and two of his brothers walked away from it to become pastors. They eschewed the wealth. I have nothing against wealth or wealthy people. Right. And, you know, I'd like to believe I do all right nowadays. But I, what was modeled for me was go where the need is the greatest. And, and those two and a half years were just fascinating and they were intense and they were beautiful. And I learned so much about people in everyday pain, extreme everyday pain. Uh, the drug addled, the ones who weren't drug addled, the ones with this problem, medical problem, that problem, the people who chose it and so forth. And, and then the gorgeous, beautiful people doing what they can to serve those who are in pain on the streets. It's just, it, it's, it was so humbling. Anyway, so that one thing led to another. And then now in the you know, 2010s, especially, you know, the, the whole um, corporate world work for me uh, has sort of taken off. And the truth is in very different ways, there's just as much pain at the top as there is at the bottom. And many would find that heretical, but I see it all the time. And so no, my, la my last book that came out, uh, really took my counseling method and collapsed it into one book because I realized there are so many people that m might benefit a little bit from it, but can't afford my services. And so, you know, it's just this $15 book that everything is in there. And then because there are a lot of young people nowadays who don't prefer a book, um, I made it all into videos. And, and, you know, so people could, a different sector could uh, do those. And then I just started this social media, putting it out on social media. Uh, because my girlfriend kept saying, Sven, you got to get out on social media more. And so I was for a while and, uh, and it was fine. And I enjoy making those little videos. And then she got a bee in her bonnet and she said, no, you need to be on TikTok. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, yeah, you know, I have no dance moves. Yeah, and but TikTok, it, it took, you took off there because that was just such a powerful time. And we're getting the cue from Eileen. We gotta you got it. Go oh, you I'm got sorry. It. I realize Eileen. It's I'm okay. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I could, I could sit here and talk to you all day. So, but uh, we're getting the cue from Eileen. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with Sven Erlinson. And we are in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. And he is sharing some great, phenomenal, amazing insight 
into uh, his career and how he's been able to help people um, for decades. And we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellen. I'm from the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Rider University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. And today I'm here with the truly wonderful, interesting, intriguing Renaissance man, Sven Erlinson. And we have been sharing uh, and listening to him sharing some great insight into everything he's done throughout his career to serve others. And before we continue our conversation, we have our producer, Eileen Del Rio, with her segment, Finding Your Future. Adulting, going to work, choosing a career, sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your Career is Calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future, underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Legacy Treatment Services is currently hiring a human resources coordinator in its location in Hainesport Township, New Jersey. Legacy Treatment Services covers 14 counties in New Jersey and Delaware and provides a full continuum of mental health and developmental services for all ages, including prevention programs, outpatient therapy, psychiatric services, substance abuse services, and many more. In this role, you will help bring new employees to the HR database, help them submit and follow up on workers' compensation claims, and other various HR-related requests. All majors can apply with no minimum GPA required. For more information, visit Rider's Handshake website. This has been Eileen Del Rio with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. As always, a phenomenal job. I mean, excellent job. So we've covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. And, you know, there's just so much. I know we're only like we haven't even scratched the surface with you. And uh, I, you know, like if you could share a little bit more, too, about with the pandemic, like so how was your experience and offering counseling or different things that you've seen, like as far as um some of the things that have changed and, and, and what, what your predictions are for going forward. Mm. Um, well, it, I see it obviously through the lens of my own work that I do. And uh, you know, there's, I think people have to a large degree been forced to become more in tune with themselves and more in tune with their lives. And to, again, forgive me for always going back to my wise old mother, 
Um, but she always talked about this word deliberate. She said, Sven, I never became a deliberate parent until my late 30s. Well, she had had six, five kids by then. And Sven was on the way when she basically turned 40. And she said, deliberate parenting is very different from reactive parenting. And yeah. I, I, I take that word deliberate. And she would apply it across all sections of, of life. And, I, and that's what I do is in this COVID thing is realizing how many more people have become much more deliberate about what they're doing with their lives, about the choices yeah. they're making. So what are you doing to be better every day? Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have five older brothers, you're convinced you're never going to get better. You're a bum. You know, I mean, you know how brothers are. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the say, point in even trying? No. I have to say, one of the things I love on, on your, uh, one of the like things you did recently on a reel or something was, I'm just a bum or something like that, or a beggar. Say, yeah. Oh, yeah. You say it. You say it. Sure. I love sure. No. And that, that's very much the ethos of my family. Um, this notion, the way I see myself in my work is uh, I'm just one beggar trying to show another beggar where to find food. I'm no yeah. expert. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no guru. I'm just a guy who's figured out, you know, uh, where to find some spiritual food. And I think we're yeah. all wanting meaning in life. You got to understand one, if, if I could just cite one more thing, the impact of, of women in my life. My grandmother uh, was born in uh, 98. And so she died in the eighties at the age of 90, whatever, whatever the math is on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But when she had been, uh, she, you know, she mothered a couple of pastors herself, but she had six kids, but uh, in rural country, farm country. But my point in bringing it up was some new pastor came in and he was doing this or that. And she basically told him, you know, to go fly a kite. And she went and started her own church. This, this woman this back it. in the thirties, women didn't do wow. that. But wow. then it gets more interesting because in her eighties, then, excuse me, in her mid seventies, she went and lived, um, she was invited to live on the reservation of the um, uh, uh, Cetasakwan tribe on, I believe it's the Cetasakwan or the Ojibwe on the uh, shores of Lake Mille Lacs as their chapel proctor and wise old woman. And then after about 10 years of that, she went and lived in her eighties and nineties, she went and lived on a Jewish Christian commune as their wise old woman. She was brought in as a, so I come from a line of very wise women. Wow. And yeah. Point is, but men who are good servants who saw their, who saw the world as, you know, I, I, I have something to bring, or at least I need to work to make the world better. And so you fuse those two together and that's sort of my work, you know, in the last book, you know, and, and in my counseling practice and, and then also just knowing that I have to, you ask, so what am I doing to make myself better? I have to take time alone every day. I have a significant amounts of time. I have to be able to have my morning fires. I'll go start a fire outside and I'll do my morning journaling. I don't do it every day, but many days and, and so on. And so in time with, you know, the people that sort of recharge me and, and so forth. And that's so important so that I feel my love cup and I have yep. love and energy to give to others. Yep. That's, that's, that's amen. For me, it's water. I, I, I love to be by the water. Oh, and wow. I love fires and stuff. Now, I, I, now I, ocean, are you an ocean, a river, a lake? What's your and water of preference? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I just need to be by the water. Oh, we're getting in trouble. <laughs> All right. I mean, right. getting mad. Like, uh, we're getting the wrap it up. We I love it. But no, but I'm uh, any kind of water. It's just to me, it's like air to me. And it's healing. Barely, it sounds like it's real re rejuvenative for you. Yeah. 
yeah, I need it. I need it. And, and mm. I have to have it. So, um, we're, we're getting, we're, you know, getting the cue we got, you're listening to your careers calling. This is Wanda Ellett with just the Renaissance, incredible, amazing, wonderful, intriguing spin Erlinson. And in, we're in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronx.com. And he has been sharing some great insight. This has been a phenomenal time uh, learning about uh, what all he's done in his, not even all, we have, we've scratched, we haven't even scratched the surface on um, his career of service to others and helping them to be their best self. And we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step. And we're back. And I have to say this. I say this every week, but this week and every week it's, it's the same. It gets faster, 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 faster. And it, we, we warned Sven in the beginning that it was going to go super fast. And today it didn't disappoint. We were just, it was super, super, super fast. And thank you. It was, it, we've had really just a blast talking to you. And it's just, I've really been honored uh, by everything you have shared today. Do you have any last bits of wisdom? And, and also how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Um, my, the place that seems to be most busy for getting in touch with me is, uh, right now on TikTok. I, I don't, it's impossible. I would have thought it impossible to put any amount of significant anything <laughs> or wisdom into a 59 second clip. And they say it's a minute, but it's not a minute. It's a 59 second and that's no small feat, but, um, I'm, uh, it seems to be going well on TikTok, and I've, you know, thousands of new followers each day. And, and so I, 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 I hope I'm helping a little bit. So over there on TikTok at Badass Counseling, also Instagram, Badass Counseling. You can go to my website, Badass Counseling. I have uh, courses there uh, based on my last book. There's a hole in my love cup. Um, and uh, also there is the book itself. It's been sold out, it sold out recently in paperback, but it's still available on ebook. It will be available on paperback in the next uh, week. Uh, and then uh, you can also, from my website, you can... Uh, get through and contact me uh, for any reason, reach out, tell me I'm an idiot. You won't be the first one. Uh, oh my <laughs> so, so that's, that's the, that's where you can uh, find me recently, presently. Uh, you are a rock star. Uh, and I just really enjoyed today. And Pleasure has been completely mine. Wanda. I, I really, I've just had so much fun. And, um, you know, I, I think I encourage anybody who's listening uh, if you're having any facing challenges uh, and, yeah, I, I think that you resonate with both men and women. And um, and I think that, you know, even just following you, uh, I think your books are, you know, they're very intriguing, very interesting. And um, there's even books we haven't even mentioned. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thank you again for today. This was Thank just, you, Juan. Thank you. Just, this is, it, it's been an honor to be on your show. You were doing it before anybody else was doing this. And uh, so mad respect for you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. And, and like, again, thank you for honoring me with your time today. This was truly, truly a pleasure. And I hope, uh, and I think that we're, you know, it's going to reach somebody and, and touch somebody that needs it and, and will help them to uh, move forward and, and be their best self. And so thank you. 
Thank you. So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of the On Demand Library on 1077thebronc.com uh, and also wandaellett.com, where we have over eight years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 The Bronx free iPhone or Android apps from the App Store. You simply search WRRC1 and uh, we would love to hear from you during the week. You can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting, Bajan Mediation. And you can check out my website, g45consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. If you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that is proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the April class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And if you're in need of help with managing vendors or with family mediation issues, please reach out to us at Bergeon Mediation 201-884-9431. Or you can check out our website. And uh, also you can look, link me and connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. And we would like to thank our producer, Eileen Del Rio, for another phenomenal job, as always, and the Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Rajan Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Ryder University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We could not do this hour without their support. We appreciate you, our listeners, and we know how difficult it is to manage your career. And we thank you for listening in. And remember, own your career, keep networking alive, and I'm going to be here next week with another outstanding guest. And I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful week, and you're being your best self every single day. Thanks again. Mwah! That was this week's episode of Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. to learn the ins and outs of growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Discover what makes you stand out and how to become your best self. If you need help during the week, reach out to Wanda at G45 Consulting via email at wanda at g45consulting.com. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Your Career is Calling to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University.